We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... And welcome to Studio 222 at the ABC in Ultimo for another COVID-safe edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover, and please welcome this week's panel. We have Tommy Dean, we have Rebecca De Unamuno, and we have Alice Fraser. Welcome! Real human beings. It's so exciting for me to see you here. Uh, Now, school formals are back on the agenda in New South Wales, according to the Premier. But health officials are yet to determine the rules under which they can be made COVID-safe. So what are your memories of the school formal? And what rules should there be to make them safe, both in terms of COVID, but also in terms of people's emotional health? Rebecca. Oh, sorry, Rebecca. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I was the wrong person. Uh, yeah, I'm so unused to human beings. <laughs> well, my middle name's Rebecca. I'll take it. There you go. Perfect. For those that don't know, Rebecca was under the desk. <laughs> <laughs> Richard that's where I always see broadcast her. from. Where'd she go? <laughs> under the desk, that's right. Look, uh, if anything to make... The formal safe back when I went to school would be to remove hairspray because I've got to say, I went to my formals in the 90s and I've got to say, I have, like, there was big hair on a daily basis at school. But for the formal, that combined with taffeta and some dodgy lighting and some candles at the th- table, that's just a, a disaster waiting to happen. Are you the reason the ozone layer went? <laughs> that's right. And I had short hair, but I still managed somehow to make it big by teasing it and everything. It was incredible. But I went to both my formals alone, and I'm proud to say that I did. Um, that's what my <laughs> therapist told me to say. Yeah. <laughs> so was that, a, was that a big deal, walking in on your own? It was, actually. Year 10 in particular, because I had such a crush. I'm not going to name names this time around, because that shot me in the foot last time. But um, well, I... his real name was Roger Smeaton of 24 that's right. Smith Street. <laughs> and I had such a crush, and I was, you know, you just think, oh, he's... Yeah, we can go to the formal together. But it's that weird thing um, where you don't know who's going to ask who first. And as soon as somebody asks someone to the formal, it's like the floodgates open and people think mm. it's a formal famine if you don't get a partner straight away. <laughs> and everybody's rushing around going, who could I ask? Who could I ask? And I was convinced I was going to go with a guy I had a crush on. And then my good, good, good friend asked him. <gasps> So I couldn't had go she to the cor- Had she caucused with you first? Never said a word. And then, of course, because my parents are unreal and because I'm really chilled, we had everyone meet at my place. So everyone came to my place and my mum provided drinks and everything. And there we were, me having to watch them. go. To- and then we sat opposite each other in the limo. That's always fun. You and the loved one, the, the uh, you know, <laughs> yes, the one. Me and to. my crush <laughs> and my friend sitting oh, arm in sorry. arm, and I had to sit opposite them. I lost track. The I thought you meant your parents. <laughs> your parents? <laughs> yeah, Sue and Hose came along for the ride. Hell but yeah. Hell to the limo, how to get there. Hell <laughs> get in there the fastest way possible. And then year twelve, I did. I went on my own again, but that was that was cool. I was really happy with that because I emceed my formal, so oh, I had well, to be on cool. the mic all yeah. night. So I was quite happy with that. So how are the kids of today going to make it COVID? So because they want to dance. Want to, you know. Yeah, well, I, I think um, putting your phone down is a good start <laughs> for young people today. How are they going to have a formal? Are they really that worried about a formal or just the photos of the formal? No, they want they a formal. The, the, school, the, the female school captains put a joint 
petition to the Premier and convinced her. Oh, oh, well, there you go. Who am I to know? I went alone. I I don't have children. <laughs> I know nothing about this topic. <laughs> Alice Fraser, do you remember your own and how are they going to make it uh, all right this time well, around? I, I don't know if you can have a COVID-safe school. What's the point of a school formal if it doesn't lead to regrettable teen pregnancy scares? <laughs> I feel like the only reason for an end of anything party is for all the people who've barely been restraining their lust for each other due to professionalism or school politics or whatever can fling themselves at each other in this kind of carpe diem, I'll never see you again before we die, let me just say, frenzy, as though phone numbers don't exist, you know? So I don't see the point of having a distance school formal. So they just should just uh, bathe themselves in detergent before they go in. (laughs) Glen 20, a mist of Glen 20. Yeah, yeah, or maybe like a pre-formal COVID test. Because they used to have those those discos, didn't they, where where it was rolling mist and you'd sort of dance in this mist, so you couldn't. And you could have really? it just. They you, did. They did. Yeah, they did. And the you could have it. Rolling mist. Disco. Well, I never. Did you go to att- a no, formal nev- in a graveyard? No, I never what? attended it. And then Thriller would play. Ooh, Dana. But you could just make that at a Glen Twenty and it'd be fine. <laughs> dance away, perfectly safe. Tommy, do you remember yours? Oh yes, I went to many of them. They're uh, they're called prom. Yeah. The prom is the big formal dance at the end of the junior and senior year. Uh, we have a series of dances leading up to the prom, which are how you practiced asking people out mm-hmm. and going... So you even have one at the end of primary school, really, do you? No, no, this is in high school. Oh, in high school. school. Okay. So in high school, there's the there's four major dances. Uh, there's the homecoming dance, which is the first major dance of the year that celebrates the homecoming football game, <laughs> where all the alumni return <laughs> from homecoming. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then uh, just before Christmas, there's the Say Hawkins dance, which is the girl asks guy. Mm-hmm. Girl is asks that guys. right? Yeah, that's Sadie mm-hmm. Hawkins. And you wear matching T-shirts is the theme. And the girl gets to ask the guy? Girl asks yeah. the guy. Okay. Right, okay. And that's a fundraiser. And then at the spring dance, spring dance is just a dance. And then prom. <laughs> so Rebecca could have asked that guy on the whatever that it was totally would have been I when it could have totally been could have. And then the prom is where you get the suits and the limos and the fancy bookings and, and, the, and you boutonnieres. And, you what? Uh, boutonniere. You have the little boutonniere flower. You get a matching boutonniere to go Corsa- with the corsage. Is that a corsage, is it? The man has a boutonniere and the woman has a corsage. Men are boutonnieres, women are corsages, am I right? <laughs> so a flower in your buttonhole is called a flower in the buttonhole. And then the corsage, you know, the big moment is do you get a, a chest corsage for the woman, in which case you have to pin it on in front of her parents. <laughs> which, I, which I imagine most high school guys How did you would get be just your going, piercing? Yeah. yeah. Or, the, or the wrist corsage for the more delicate... Uh-huh. I had a so which did you get and did you manage to... No, at first I went with the chest and then thanks to how that went, wrist, wrist, wrist. <laughs> <laughs> and is it, is it true? Because I'm familiar with all of the dancers in the States from having watched John Hughes films in the 80s. Um, is it true that to ask someone to the prom, people do these elaborate... You yeah, know, like, asking like, to the prom sort of events. Oh, absolutely. It's like it's like it's like a practice for how you're going to romantically ask someone to marry you. <laughs> it Which is, is a little it is weird. It's the biggest coupling of coupledom of all time. It's weird. What's well, so the like a little weird technique, like you bake a pie and the yeah. you know, there's a note in the pie or something. Yes, or people that ride sounds... on the beach or something, you know, or sky right yeah, when you go to prom or, with me. It's amazing. Or reveals you... in the school newspaper. You pin or... a note to a snake and say, I have, I have the antidote <laughs> and I won't give it to you unless you come to the prom with yeah. me. Probably the yeah. best one in my You have an school. apple and a snake <laughs> and a tree. <laughs> we had all the classic clicks. So, like, of course, our school quarterback, the football player, he asked out the cheerleader. 
And but he had the whole cheer squad hold up signs at the football game. Mm-hmm. You know, will you go? With me? This American sort of uh, inflation of celebrations. <laughs> people having engagement parties and then pre-engagement parties and yeah. pre-meeting parties. <laughs> but it's all about it's all about proper decorum. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're here. You're here to teach us, Tommy. Did but they you... dance. You know, dance safe. You know. But I grew up in a religious area, so you know, our dances came with very strict. You cannot. You know, your Bible between the dancers. <gasps> COVID safe. COVID That's safe. That's the answer. Uh, I recommend watching. Watch go fo- go watch Footloose, Footloose. again. Go watch the original <laughs> Footloose. Line dancing and all that sort of boot scooting. You don't need to be near I, I, anybody. I, I, I love the idea that Kerry Chant is listening to this, taking notes. A Bible, <laughs> and, the, and, and Gladys will issue the the guidelines on Monday and say a Bible That's between right. each Man. person. Right, just so we're clear, did you say her name is Kerry? Because as far as proms go, do not watch no, that. No, don't watch Carrie. That's a terrible example of what can happen at a prom. That is clearly not COVID Carrie, safe. Carrie, do- not Carrie. Did, Keep did you- Kevin Bacon's away from all proms. <laughs> did you go to the prom, Alice? Did you take someone? Did you ask? Did you go in bravely alone I like Rebecca? I desperately did not want to go to my school formal because I had a dreadful time at school and I couldn't wait to get out of there. But my grandmother sort of decided that she would love to have a party and so she... You know, she anointed herself fairy godmother and bought me a dress and everything, and I took one of my brother's friends, and it was as awful as I expected. <laughs> <laughs> See, because that's the other thing too, because some schools you can have you you can invite people that you don't go to school with to your formal. See, for us, we had to invite someone from our year. You couldn't invite. But you know them outsiders. too. You know them too well, don't but you? But that was the thing, and that's like eventually. <laughs> so for like four years, you're sussing it out. <laughs> but it was a big deal because technically it was supposed to be juniors and seniors, but there was an exemption if you had a sophomore girlfriend, oh. you were allowed to bring as year 10. You could bring the oh. year 10 girl to the year 11 or year 12 formal if you could establish couple credentials. <laughs> so you had to go like to the school embassy and prove that this wasn't just you trying to bring in a sucker date. Yeah. You actually were involved you, 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 walk, you walk in the door and there's Peter Dutton sitting yeah, there. How dare you sneak her across the age border. <laughs> and absolutely no freshman. No freshman. I feel so yeah. much like I'm in a John Hughes movie. <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, Tommy Dean is here, Rebecca Day Unamuno and Alice Fraser. Now, the gender reveal party is under attack this week after the revelation that it was just such an event which led to the bushfires currently consuming California. 10,000 acres so far has been destroyed after people used fireworks, you know, you set off either blue ones or pink ones, depending on the gender, to disclose whether they were having a boy or a girl. What do you think of the trend of the gender reveal party? And can you imagine your own parents staging one? Alice Fraser. Well, I have a twin brother, so it would have been sort of pointless um, and non-definitive as, as, as an answer. That would be great. Why have they got the pink and the blue fireworks? <laughs> but yeah, I think this is part of the same trend of just having more and more parties for more and more elaborate pre-things happening things. I don't under, I mean I mean what do you and it's so explosive in America because it's America like yeah. what do you can, can what can you tell from this bushfire is it a boy because boys are destructive or is it a girl because girls are fiery like I don't <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and 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 people do it in other ways they have they have fireworks but they I've also heard of people who where you can somehow I don't know how you do this but you mm. get a car and you put some dye oh. in the fuel tank and so when you do the burn off either pink or blue this is a petrol head waste, pink or blue smoke comes out the back I mean what what happened to just telling people yeah. <laughs> or, or not not, or not knowing telling until the day not telling, not telling them anyone until your kid decides yeah, you know exactly exactly I yeah, agree. Our, our gender reveal party was when 
when my girls were uh, in ultrasound, we went down to, and we said to the, mm-hmm. we wanted to be not know. We didn't want to know. No. But my mother wanted to know so that she could crochet things appropriately <laughs> with enough time into the lead. And so I said to the ultrasound woman, I said, please don't tell us. We want to know. Please write it secretly down so I can send it to my mother. But we do oh, not Oh, what a nice know. idea. You just put it in an envelope yeah. with that. Okay. Send her the ultrasound. Okay. On the back, it would say, boy or girl. And Your mom, mother's going to say, though, isn't she? She's going to open the thing and well, say. Well, that was the concern. I'm, I'm, I'm just needing a pink. I mean, a, oh. <laughs> but it didn't matter because my son was there in the ultrasound. Well, he was only two, but the little the doctor, as she's going about her ultrasound business, looks over at him and said, so, how do you feel about having a little sister? <laughs> oh. Or brother. <laughs> could be a sister, could be a brother. <laughs> don't know. Just don't know. It is weird, the idea of it. It's almost like the parents saying, oh, look at us. We managed yeah. to have a baby. Yeah. Aren't we trying? Oh, yes. But the is. other thing, like, is, do you know they have a thing about gendering babies? They're babies. They have a thing called baby head glue. You can look this up. It's for gluing things to your baby's head. If you have a little bald girl, uh, you can glue a bow to it. I assume if it's a boy, you can glue a car to it. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's such a weird impulse to, like, assert that your baby baby is super feminine. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's all it's part so of the, the, the fact that one they're born, then you gender the hell out of them. Or yeah. lots of people do, don't they? They just sort of they treat the boys. There's all oh, this no, research. That, there's some research that shows if you get uh, parents, you get babies of, of both genders, and you let them climb up this sl- slight incline. It's not at all dangerous, but it looks. Slim. And the parents of the girls st- leap in and stop them climbing oh. ten minutes before the boys', the boys parents too. do. Interesting, but yeah, all of that stuff. Like, what are you worried that you'll accidentally tell a football score to your girl baby? Like, <laughs> it's such a, an odd thing. At that point, they've got other things to worry about, mainly eating and doing poo. That's <laughs> their job. A, That's it their seems job. like there's a more safe way to do it. Like the Vatican has been yeah, the burning smoke, yeah. smoke, smoke out for yeah. years. They never burnt down the Vatican. No, no. Use their little pipe system for white and black smoke. <laughs> yeah. Maybe all baby gender reveals should just be, it's a pope. Yeah. <laughs> it's all just about getting presents. I'm a cynical, I'm cynical. It's all about presents. But it's I, a I, long list, isn't it? Because you have the baby shower now, you have the well, gender reveal right. party, then you have the... And then you, you, and you, and yeah. you have the engagement party, then you have the wedding, and then you have the christening, and then all the naming ceremony, and then you have to have the second baby shower or the second... Mm. Na- it just, it keeps going, and... and I just go, well, I have spent a fortune on other people's lifestyle choices. <laughs> so I'm thinking I would like to have my own mm. but uh, if you'd, party. But if you'd have taken that bloke to the formal, <laughs> you could have been pregnant by 18. <laughs> oh, happy days. <laughs> you could have been reeling in those presents. I could have been. I should have been. And, and not to mention baby bonus. They also get a bonus. They all buy big screen TVs <laughs> for having kids, whereas I had to buy my own. I had to go to work to get my big screen TV. I worked hours and hours. I travelled all over the country. Look, as, as someone with three babies and a big screen TV, let me just say you have made some excellent choices. <laughs> so I thought, I thought, I thought there should be something. And so I thought, instead of having a gender reveal party, I'm just going to have an agenda reveal party <laughs> where I just outlay to everybody my plan for your, the next your, nine your, months. Your agenda, yeah. <laughs> my agenda for the next nine months, and I'm going to register. I think I'll register somewhere special so you can buy something off the registry. Mm. It'd be great. Did, did, did your parents know what was coming? I mean, not. I mean, agenda, not, not, not in terms no, of the they did home. not know they were going to expect this, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they had the, no idea what they were getting In the into. more limited sense of the gender, <laughs> did they know what to expect? 
actually don't know if they knew about me or not. I'm guessing yes, because I think back in those days you just knew, didn't you? But they wouldn't have heard. They, they, people didn't. I mean, this is this is very recent, isn't it? The idea that you'd bring all your friends I know. over. And... It's just weird. And the one, and another one they do is with the big balloons, you know, and they'll fill like this massive balloon with either small blue or pink balloons, and then they burst uh... it. That's another big one. Think of all the balloons. Like, think of the waste. Mm. Think of the plastic. Think of the seagulls. Think <laughs> of the albatrosses. Think of the whales. Even worse is the one where they have a big party and they're a progressive couple. They have a big gender reveal party and then they reveal that they're not going to gender their child with, like, green balloons. It's like, why would you do yeah. this no, just you have to a, not you know, do you, this? You, re- you reveal it and there's a glass, a glass of water there because yeah. the, the gender is fluid. Half a glass of water. <laughs> yeah. It's just all about presents. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. Well, God, it's uh, we have Tommy, Rebecca and Alice in for Thank God It's Friday. Now, the former PM, John Howard, has had his appendix out. We wish him well. What part of your body do you reckon you could live without, Tommy Dean? The part of my brain that remembers John Howard. <laughs> Just because I was nice about him doesn't mean you have <laughs> no, been nasty. <laughs> so there may have been some... Should have had his eyebrows removed, am I right? <laughs> can, can I reassure listeners that Tommy Dean knows so little about, so politics, little about politics, he would not know whether the man was from the Labor Party, the Liberal Party, the Communists or the Fascists. What? I thought you were talking about the guy that was on TV, the actor. Yeah, <laughs> the actor from All Saints. What? That guy, that guy. I just saw him in a movie. He was terrible, terrible. He's a very good actor. He's a very good actor. He's a very good actor. John Howard is an excellent actor, except for that one film called Gindabine. I don't know what he thought he was doing in that. (laughs) Clearly, he sent his appendix to do the job. John Howard in the theatre circles. Rebecca, you you might be able to uh, confirm this. He's famous for a moment when he was doing, I think, with Bill Shakespeare or something like Mm. this. This is 10 years ago, 20 years ago. He was doing a a, a version of Hamlet or something like that for Bill Shakespeare. And you know how they have school groups during the day for some performances, and kids were mucking up. And he was about to do the big soliloquy, you know, to do to do one, and he stopped halfway through. He went down, <laughs> he picked up the child, walked him out of the theatre, <laughs> and went back and did it. Right. And every actor who's performed for student audiences oh, went, me. Hey! Yes, yes, I've been there. I've done that. I did uh, run a school show's company for about six years, and sometimes you wish you could lift the whole school. And and we, went see, we went to see My Fair Lady <laughs> when we were kids. We were the school group that went to My Fair Lady. And I'll never forget the announcement at halftime. Due to the inappropriate behaviour of some of the children, we will be picking up the chocolate mousse before the commencement of the next act. Oh. Well, whereas I, ironically, I went and saw John Howard in when I was doing my HSC. He was in the STZ production of The Crucible um, at the Opera House, and so I ended up seeing him in a high school production during high school. Uh-huh. Full circle, that just Full went back to, Can we now go back to the question, which is with my example of Mr Howard, the Prime Minister, having his appendix out, he can live with that. What, what can you live with that? I, w- I went through this and every part of my body that I threatened to excise revolted. <laughs> I, 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 like every part of Tommy is crucial. It seems. It's, it's, like the, it's like the world of work at the moment. What is not essential? Like, so I went, well, I'd get rid of my pinky. Uh. And then sure enough, I was tying something. My pinky does a little bit of work yeah. there. Uh-huh. I didn't realize my pinky was makes my shoe tie impossible. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe I'd get rid of my little toe. And then I stubbed my little toe, and which I could tell was my little toe saying, hey, you need me for balance? Yeah, you do. And a little bit of help? <laughs> what about all that hair of yours? Yeah. That could go, could it? Well, that, does that count? <laughs> I mean, if all of it, you took all of it. <laughs> then maybe, but then, then, then you might as well just take my eyes out because I don't want to look at myself. <laughs> 
I mean, if I have to be old man about it, I would just say the one, get rid of my, get rid of my genitals. They, job done. Because <laughs> there's, well, there's no more gender reveal <laughs> no, parties There's no more ahead. gender reveal parties in my future. I have no real need for it. It's causing nothing but trouble in the toilet. <laughs> that's, that's more a genital reveal, is that right? Yeah. Shake that thing out. So Go get more slimline pants. You don't have to worry about zippers anymore. It's a weird flex. Surplus to requirements. Yeah, that's just... Oh. Well, the zipper is a vicious thing. The zipper was designed by a woman. The zipper is just not on. Have you ever just heard of taking care? Wearing underpants? Why did we have... I don't want to talk about a time in second grade where I had to come up to my teacher and ask for a little help. <laughs> Getting my zipper oh, unhooked really? from my foreskin. Oh. But let's just say it was this deeply traumatizing. Is, no, this is not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> that would is, be that would be the most embarrassing thing. But it was deeply embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> but it was really stuck. Humanity made. Why a... you should be Jewish? Stop <laughs> that happening. Well, I wasn't circumcised till then. <laughs> <laughs> Humanity took a wrong turn when we moved out of the toga. That's my view. <laughs> So okay, Tommy's not Tommy's not willing to get rid of anything. No, no, right. except for the one thing. Okay, well, oh, oh yes, exactly. yeah, members okay. only. Oh. <laughs> Rebecca, what are you willing to get rid of? I think I am willing to get rid of those five whiskers on my chin that appear every few weeks. Um, I don't need them. Mm-hmm. I pretty much I don't need them. I have no ambition to grow a full beard. It's not something <laughs> that I go, if I get rid of them, then I've got nothing. Uh, no, I'm uh. ready to get rid of them. And it's like going what into combat. What about playing Gandalf in the next oh, version? It's of... an option the way I'm going at the moment. It's terrible. And with your eyesight going, you can't find them as well as you used to. <laughs> Trust me, Alice, you've got this to look forward to. <laughs> and uh, and it's, it's, like a, it's like going into combat, right? And, um, and you know the enemy's there, but you can't do anything about it until they show themselves. <laughs> and then that changes every time as well. Like you could just go and take it. Like you feel your chin, then go and take a shower, and you come out. There's four, four, uh, just uh. boom, boom, boom. You gotta stop. You gotta stop washing in dynamic lifter <laughs> or standing in it, whichever one I'm doing the most. So do you, do you creep up on them? You know, sort of like oh man, when, when, when you finally do they get resist? Their, they boy, do they resist? They are resilient. Mm. Those enemy troops, they are incredible. And it's all—it's interesting, the one that really hangs on, because they go, you think you've got me, but guess what? I had a little friend attached to me. <laughs> He's coming out as well. And they come out that way, but there's nothing more satisfying than when you remove them, I've got to say. It's um, it's kind of like uh, the, removing the sword from the stone. You You feel young again, and then you go and take another shower. Well, there, there you go. <laughs> surplus to a couple of things. <laughs> surplus to requirements, Alice. Have you got a... Well, there's this lady online who does all sorts of exciting sort of art legs with her prosthetics. Her name's Amy Mullins. I think I would do the same thing with teeth. Just have very elaborate fake teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, so, I've been obsessed with this since I was a kid. Someone told me when I was a kid that it was a thing they did with uh, private school girls in Sydney back in like the fifties. Is they'd knock out all their teeth and put in fake ones and then send them on the boat to England to like get some class or whatever. I don't well, know. It was, if it's it was true quite. Or it was not. quite. Well, I th- what was common, I think, was to give people. A set of dentures for when they got married because you didn't want the expense and all the hassle of dentistry. So you got made a kind of clean start. Oh, well, with if it is true, I'm really glad because otherwise someone gave child Alice a lot of teeth nightmares <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> So you could so you could get rid of your own set and then what have a variety of sets yeah, for different looks for different moods you could have evening teeth morning teeth nice. uh, formal teeth Va- vamp- vampire teeth, teeth. <laughs> yep yeah. you could do art you could you could do grills you and could do whatever and if you went on a date and it wasn't going very well you <laughs> could go to the bathroom and then change them to the something in your teeth teeth yes uh, absolutely. <laughs> 
<laughs> or just those ones that are all filed into points just <laughs> for a very <laughs> disconcerting <laughs> smile. Ah, <laughs> oh, John Howard's got it easy. <laughs> Tommy Dean, Rebecca Day, Una Muno, Alice Fraser here, are here for Thank God It's Friday. Are you ready for the Wheel of Death? <gasps> oh, the Wheel of Death. Uh, Rebecca's going to take it on. Uh, hang on. Here we go, so I can spin it. Today's words are festival, scooters, two-minute noodles, dinosaurs, bulamacanka, Photoshop, fairy bread, gutters, bobby pins, whispers, uh, safe cracker, uh, procrastination, incinerator, octopuses. Uh, or Is that, that be, correct? Or should Octopods. that be octopi? Octopi. Octopi. Octopods. I just read them out. I don't write them. <laughs> Uh, by the way, thank you for people who've contributed. This is on the text line. A uh, festival, and uh, we're back to shooters. Uh, which one's full of full scooters? Sorry, which one? Full of <laughs> scooter shooters. I was going to say yeah. shooters. That's fill not me good. With That's not um, good. Shooting. Incinerator is a little bit. You know, I, I feel I could go somewhere dark with that, so that uh-huh. might be one to fear. But then, <laughs> but they were they were great. They were great. They were the main form of entertainment when I was growing up. Well, they were. Yeah. True. You know, incinerator in the backyard, fantastic. Yes, you possible. Know, a whole family happy all through Saturday. You've to, changed my mind. Yeah. Let's hope. Incinerator comes you know, up. <laughs> your, your, your father clicks up uh, all the stuff inside the house, school projects, the piano stool, anything you can <laughs> that's find. That's why the, the oceans are rising. Yeah, <laughs> all stand around the 44 gallon yeah. drum, light the thing up, all the kids, the, the, their little faces lit by lit, the like lit, literally by, lit. lit by the brightness of the flame. Oh. Breathing in toxic fumes. Good, good old days. Who oh. breathe, breathe them in? Marshmallows, sticks. You should be hoping that comes up. Here we go. <laughs> round and round and round it goes. Where it stops, no one knows. For Rebecca de Unamuno, today's topic is dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. (laughs) Dinosaurs. Okay, here we go. Uh, This is uh, an ode to a dinosaur. I've done some reading, some would say it's meteoric, (laughs) (laughs) about an era or two, one known as prehistoric. And the thing about this, yes... Something you cannot ignore is that there were these beasts called (gasps) dinosaurs. And there were so many kinds. Yes, some who were tall and some who were massive, but their arms were really small. (laughs) (laughs) And there were some, if they had the will, who could fly through the air like a pterodactyl. (laughs) And this is where I realise... Without any backing, that my knowledge of dinosaurs is severely lacking. (laughs) But wait a minute, what's that? Hark! I believe it's another sequel to Jurassic Park. And that is one place we will never forget. It's where science and ego soon they had met. And when you create a dinosaur from scratch, you better know what to do when the darn thing does hatch. But unfortunately... Unfortunately. So unfortunately. Thank you for your backup, Tommy Dean. You see, I know the things that he's seen. (laughs) And yes, kids love them, especially little boys, and they all ask at Christmas for those dinosaur toys. And I've got to say, if you really want to see them, you should go on a weekend to the Australian Museum. (laughs) (laughs) And so I say, let's give one big roar for a friend who's no longer with us. 
incinerated the dinosaur. Hey, Rebecca, the Unamuno instant poem about the dinosaur. Does she die? No. No, but she they lives. Oh, they so did. Yeah, unlike them. <laughs> oh, just got a text in from a Christian scientist. <laughs> there were never anything. There were never dinosaurs. My favourite di- modern dinosaur fact is that the one that they had feathers, right? And if you look at if you look at birds that are done without feathers, they look like dinosaurs. So I just imagine all dinosaurs now is really floofy. <laughs> <laughs> There's an argument that the chicken, the chicken is the closest yeah, relative to yeah. the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Outside didn't. Parliament. I, n- <laughs> I never trusted chickens. They, they have a very predatory look in their eyes. Oh, they'll kill you yeah. as soon as look at you. Yeah, I'm oh, yeah. with you. Well, I've got to think about, I don't like birds. In general. Generally? Yeah, I get, I'm scared of them. You're an anti-twitcher. The whole, the whole, it's the whole yeah. feather, beak, claw, eye, wing <laughs> thing. So what about, the, what about the magpies? Oh, yeah, I got swoops because where I grew up, like we had to walk home through like, uh, you know, through sporting fields and stuff. And we, I got swooped every day in spring. Yeah, you know they can recognise you. So if you're nice to them, they say, oh, that's lovely, Rebecca. <laughs> so if you feed them, they think, oh, that's, she's lovely. Oh, well, <laughs> I should do that next time they're swooping on my head. We always says that. It's always the swoop. We've got, a, we got a, like a flock of magpies near my house. Forget swooping. They actually just knock on the door <laughs> and ask for protection money. <laughs> Give us a bag of hey, seed. Jimmy. But your car is going to get real messy. Yeah, when he said, yeah. <laughs> so magpies the size of small oh, jet fighters. Boom, boom, boom. Give us some chicken. I know. What's the one that laughs? The kookaburra. The kookaburra. Because they eat meat. Interesting yes, thing about do. the kookaburra, he sits in the old gum tree. Yeah, Mary Mary King of the Bush is he, I think. Laughs. Kookaburra. Laughs. Kookaburra. Okay, his life must be. <laughs> Have you ever seen him with a piece of meat? Yeah. They're vicious. Oh, vicious. Yeah. Vicious. Yeah. Anyway, who's laughing Look now? Who's laughing? No, no, that's right. Now, uh, Anna, Annabelle Crabb's uh, show Further Back in Time for Dinner is showcasing the household technology of 1910 this week. Things like ice chests, laundry, mangles and foot-powered sewing machines, which at least give you some exercise when you're sewing. What technology from the past is better than its modern replacement? Maybe the foot-powered sewing machine's a good idea. Alice Fraser, what else? Okay, okay. Can I get feminist on you here for a second? Because the labour-intensive menial tasks that kept women busy 24-7 just keeping everyone else alive and clean and clothed and fed are the reasons that it took so long for women who weren't insanely rich to get an education. We used to have a deal, we would cook and clean and, and all of that, and then if someone tried to kill us, you'd kill them. Yeah, that was the male-female deal. Yeah, yeah that was the exactly. deal. It was a yeah. very good deal. Everyone kept everyone else alive. The only problem with the deal is it takes uh, it takes slightly longer to keep someone alive than it does to kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> so any time-saving, labour-saving device, uh, I am absolutely one hundred percent for. Mm-hmm. So was there so fifty thousand years of human history of the situation that you described? But uh, was there has there been nothing any good since? Uh, nothing that uh, was uh, actually worse than what previous. Pretty, uh... Uh, no, I think it's I think it's fantastic. I think men did a lot of good inventing, inventing science, inventing art, inventing human rights, and then they invented the sewing machine, and then we had time, okay. right? What about a bar of soap? 
being better than the soap in the squeezy thing. Because no. you're, no. you're under the shower, right? You go to the hotel. You've never had to clean you go, under a bar of soap. You, you, go, <laughs> you go to the hotel, right? And with a bar of soap, you can hold the soap in one hand and wash yourself. Mm. Who washes with, the with soap. soap anymore? But, Strips your skin. But with the, uh, <laughs> with the other thing, you have to hold the squeegee, the, the, the bottle in one hand, squeeze it out into your other hand. No, you put it on a, you put it on a, on a shower shelf. caddy. It's, what? A shower caddy. What's a shower caddy? Well, it's, not, it's a little it's like guy a sim- that gets <laughs> in the shower <laughs> with you <laughs> and he goes... And he suggests which back? soap is proper <laughs> for this shot. <laughs> oh, no, use the sandalwood soap this time. I think you need a nine iron. I'm not staying in expensive enough hotels, am I? Rebecca? Is there anything uh, that in which the earlier version was better than the modern version? Yeah, look, I've got to say, ice magic. <laughs> that yeah. was enough. We didn't need once we had ice magic or a tin of Milo. That was ice cream done for me. Yeah. All these flavors. okay. So describe describe people to avoid ice okay. Magic. Ice magic. They had these great ads in the eighties as well, where the mum would squeeze the ice magic on the ice cream, and it was this chocolate sauce, and it came in mint and original flavor. Mm. And you'd squeeze it on the ice cream, and the cold of the ice cream would therefore set. Mm. The ch- so you'd have it was this magic. It was magic. Tap, you could tap it, and it'd be like this hard sand on the ice. Like a chalk top. Yeah, like a chalk top in a bowl. Did it grow out of the moon mission? Surely. Everything did it grow out of the bathroom? Probably. And the great thing about ice magic was if you didn't have any ice cream, you could just put some ice magic on a spoon and stick it in the freezer. And you could do it as a pattern on your hand as well, and put put your hand in the fridge. Oh, there was so And Milo, who thought? Milo, best thing, ice cream for ice cream. Just sprinkle some Milo on top. Could you have Milo both Milo can... and ice magic? Well, no, I would never do that. No, you're, you're crossing your stream. That's <laughs> Ghostbusters stuff. You don't do that. But the great thing about Milo is it's the same technology that they used in the late 1800s to trans, transport ice. Yeah. You know, so for the ice house, yeah, yeah. they used to chuck, I mean, you know, cut big blocks of ice out of the river and then cover them in sawdust to keep them from melting. And that's exactly what Milo, Milo is the edible sawdust <laughs> of the dessert world. So you, it, like, well, I, cause I, I, you know, we watch a movie, and a movie is, we, I get a big bowl of ice cream and then just insulate it with Milo and then set it beside the couch. And until I start, it's like it's still in the freezer. Yeah. But yeah. he who has not got a lung full of Milo at some point. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And right. I just remembered that the Ice Magic ads... Um, they, they made it look like there was a family sitting and watching a movie together and, you know, how everyone used to do that on Sunday nights. <laughs> and uh, everyone's sitting and watching the movie together and then the mum comes in dressed as the old school cinema, you know, candy oh, sellers oh, okay. going, get your chalk ices, Which I think get is your back chalk to, ices. I think that is back to Alice's point about the role of the patriarchy. <laughs> exactly right. And, of course, Ice Magic mum just goes, yeah, just put some of that on it. It'll set. That's my job done. I'm all for that. But I also think um, vinyl records. I don't think anything that has since musical form, mm-hmm. since vinyl records has beaten it. And I figure, <laughs> you think about it, because vinyl's still really popular. People don't sell their vinyl collections. People still go to record stores. They still exist. There's no cassette shops. Is there? There's down. no, like, gee, I've got to go get myself a VHS tape mm. either. Like, it's just vinyl. I love it. Do you have a Kmart uh, super stacker to go with that, you know? Works like a computer. Do you have one of those? No. no well, there you oh, they're the best. <laughs> they're the best. Oh, well, they're the best. They're very similar to a pile of records stacked against the wall, but still. Oh, right. Other than that, other than that, it works exactly like a computer. Because um, there's the magic of the arm on vinyl. I never understood oh, what the magic of the arm that would hold yeah. two or three LPs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then as the needle lifted and went back, it would just let one go. Yeah. yeah. What? How do scientists? I know. 
Johnny Boffin, how do you do it? And it's like the old jukeboxes that <laughs> yeah. did that too. That was amazing yeah. when you watch the whole thing get loaded. Unreal. You can't Unreal. do that with, like, you know, downloaded music. <laughs> can you? you can't do it. So, some stuff must be better then than it was now. What Tommy? I miss wood-fired stoves. My grandmother had a wood-fired stove. Oh. And I'm not saying it's better than the convenience of electricity or gas, but there was something magic about having to go outside and cut wood to the right size mm-hmm. to fit it into the stove, to give yourself anywhere from 10 minutes to 45 minutes. You were never quite sure, based on the dampness of the wood. It just made dinner time a magic event. And the wood, the wood, chopped wood, warms you twice. Yes. Yes. There you go. It does too. lovely idea. Yeah. Uh, but of course, as Alice would say... <laughs> Grandmother has to get the chainsaw out and put in the work. We That's split right. that. But it's just made plastic carbonara, like literal. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of actual carbon in there. <laughs> Eight to six is the time. Tommy Dean, Rebecca Day, Unamuno and Alice Fraser are here. Uh, now, top teachers should receive a 50% pay increase, according to a study this week, saying that they earn much less than electricians and publicists, they say. Mind you, publicists have, I reckon, a tough job, depending on who they're trying to defend. So here's my question. What are the world's worst jobs, the ones that really should be paid the most money? Alice Fraser. I think the people who get the worst stuff off Facebook and Twitter... Because think how awful the stuff that you see there on, on there is now. These people have to go and see the stuff that's worse than that, nine to five, staring into like a Hieronymus Bosch psychological hellscape. No bueno. That's quite a job, Worst isn't job. it? Being the, the Facebook muck remover. <laughs> <laughs> this Facebook, they must have the ads in the, in the, in the electronic magazine saying sewage remover wanted. Company, Facebook. That is the backstory for the new Joker in yeah. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> pay him heaps. Who else should we pay heaps, Rebecca? Uh, I agree that teachers definitely, definitely need more money. Um, they are extraordinary. And I think a lot of um, pa- parents are realising that during uh, this COVID pandemic. Um, yeah. Us having to homeschool their kids a bit of just what teachers do every day, and that's just not the end of their day. They then have to prepare again for the next day. So I'm all for it. But if there's okay, one, what about the publicists for AMP? They've got a harder job. A tough, <laughs> tough gig if you can get it. But there's one job that I honestly um, think would be the worst. <laughs> Maybe this is more telling about me than anything. I, I think being a makeup artist on a porn shoot would be <laughs> the worst. <laughs> the places that you would be asked to get coverage <laughs> would just be. And, like, you know, in some offices you go, you go, oh, I've got a beautiful view and you spend your time, you can look up from your computer and look out at the view and maybe see a oh. tree or two. Well, so you All rem- you're going to see Removing is... <laughs> a spot from someone's bottom. Mm. I was just going to say, and you can't see the forest for all of the trees <laughs> that just... would literally be in your face. Just have to contour someone's <laughs> groin. Oh, oh my no. goodness. I've seen... I was watching a documentary the other day and there was someone whose job that was. And just, oh, my goodness, I can't... No, that's a tough But if you're on a porn shoot, how fun would it be to be the focus puller? Because it's all day, just make that joke. No, mate, focus puller. I just pull the focus. All day. All day I would do that joke. Focus puller. What, um, uh, what... First off, if you're trying to get this sort of information and research out, why would you piss off publicists? It makes no sense (laughs) for this article to ruin their own It was a kind of odd comparison, wasn't it? I understand the electrician thing, but the other group was the publicists. Clearly clearly the the coal face, Uh, like literally. I think coal mining is possibly the worst job 
ever. Mm. Uh, Highly dangerous. I think there are clean uh, green alternatives. Uh, good, that's good Long. to know. And I think the worst job would be for the canary. The canary in the gold <laughs> oh, mine. Yeah, that is a tough gig. Clearly. But you know what would be worse? Do to they be the guy who has to get the canary. Because yeah. you can figure that guy's got a little bit of... You've just, you've just given me an idea for a film. This would be a great animated film. No, you mean a, a joint idea, a story by Tom yeah, Dean. Yeah, yeah, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. No, no, no. You're, I'm telling I'm giving this to you. Is that an animation about those canaries that go into the mines? And there's one canary who has had a 362 day streak of getting it right, like safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a story in that. Like, I'd watch that film. I'll, and be then on that. I'll, I'll look with you on it. I'll be the focus puller. But isn't it? <laughs> but isn't there one canary who says, "Look, uh, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the, the the wage rates, and I think it's terrific." But I, you know, I, I, I believe in renewables. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Suddenly, Tweety disappears, <laughs> and she's off with Mike Cannon Brooks. Disappears. Summons her dinosaur ancestors. Who were the winners and losers of this week? Sorry, I'm nurses. Sorry. I want to make sure yeah, I said nurses. nurses. Yeah. Coal miners clearly physical labour. Anything physical, terrible. But nurses. Yeah. Well, when you go teachers. when you go in for your operation, to, to remove the super the superfluous. Right. Uh, yeah. Don't pull my focus off. <laughs> N- n- nurses are the Facebook cleanup crew of the human body. Yes, very true, yes. very true. Uh, winners and losers of the week. I think the winner of the week clearly is. Uh, well, I want to say just generally the koala, but I'm going to say Australian native wildlife in general who have finally realised the political power that they have, mm-hmm. possibly in the world, but at least in this state. Who knew that an animal that only is awake for two hours could bring down? <laughs> They're busy during that two hours. They've been busy. So, so busy. And to think they did it with chlamydia. Yeah. <laughs> but as someone said, they are, they've got a long history in politics, the koala, of, of, branch, of branch stacking. Of course. Oh, <laughs> very good. Oh, the koala and the kangaroo. The kangaroos have had this, the senators in their pockets for years. <laughs> <laughs> they've got um, the jump on all of them, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, winners and losers, Rebecca? I think both the winner and the loser could be the same thing uh, for me, and uh, that's journalist Bob Woodward, who uh, whose book has come out. So congratulations, that's a win. You're a winner. Your book came out about President Trump. Uh, the loser part of it is it's revealed in the uh, book and also in the tapes he has of the interviews with Trump, 18 of them that were unconducted, that Trump knew how deadly coronavirus was back in February yes. and admits this to Woodward, but Woodward didn't do anything about it until the book was oh, published. I see. You think so, he so should people, have uh... So there's, there's contention. Is it, is it a great thing he's done it and he's done it now prior to the election? Uh-huh. Or is it something that he maybe could have called, blew the whistle on back in Feb? Right. So you are the deep throat of Bob Woodward. <laughs> don't, don't, we don't, in this episode that where we've just talked about things, don't mention that. Alice Fraser, who are the winners and losers? Uh, I think the loser of this week is the Rio Tinto chief executive, Jean-Sebastien Jacques, the Frenchest name ever. He's going to uh, exit Rio Tinto after being held partly responsible for blowing up that um, Indigenous heritage site. So I think that's good. I think someone's got to go down uh, for yep. it, and if it can't, you know, it's got to be a 46,000-year-old cultural site to take down someone like this. I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, so he's the loser. What's the, who's the winner then? Uh, I think the winner is the Novak Djokovic ball line person. Oh, yes. Because uh, <laughs> they've become famous. And they really copped it, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's extraordinary. I don't know. My attitude about Djoka, it's changed. Mm. Don't like him anymore. I don't know if I, I do. do. But the look of the great I mean, photo of the moment. No, I know, but he hosted a COVID tournament. It was all a bit weird. <laughs> 
Well, look, as I have to tell you, with, with enormous, he did it on purpose. Enormous he, did that on he, hit, he hit COVID-infected balls in everybody's face. Oh, no, not in this episode. No, the whole Tommy did. did it. With enormous regret, I have to tell you, the best joke is, as usual, from a listener on the screen, the canary in the gold mine, are they flying fly out workers? <laughs> We salute you, uh, Tommy Dean, Rebecca Day, Unamuno, and Alice Fraser. Uh, thank you for being part of TJF. Next week, Tommy will be back with Subby Valentine and Gene Kitson. Music from the US legend Eugene Hideaway Bridges. Until then, I'm Richard Glover. And thank God it's Friday! Weather forecasters should also get a raise.